What is the crack, guys? Hope you're all well. This is Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, sports, and gaming. I'm your host, Cal Duffy, and if you're new to the podcast, I hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of different topics that I talk about in this podcast. Obviously, like I said, I'm a movie and TV addict, so I talk a lot about that. I give in-depth reviews on movies that I've seen recently and TV shows that I'm watching at the moment. I also talk about sports, if you're interested in that. I'm a big Man United fan, so I give my in-depth analysis of their games, as well as the rest of the games that happen in the English Premiership. I'll be talking about the FA Cup in this episode today. If you're a gaming fan, I talk a bit about gaming. I have a PS5 and I have several games that I play on there. There's one game I'm playing in particular at the moment, I'll be talking about that in this episode. I also talk about my love for true crime documentaries, as well as my love for podcasting and radio. Working in radio is one of my career ambitions. I have been working in a community radio station the past couple of months on work placement, gaining experience on air, putting together segments for the host, and talking about stuff that I'm really passionate about, like sports and movies. I'm also very passionate about advocacy for people with disabilities. I myself have a disability. I have partial paralysis on my left side and a minor brain injury. You wouldn't think it if you met me in person that I have a disability. But I know what it's like to go through rehab and rigorous physio for years and get to a place where you're happy enough to live your life and independent enough to live your life. And I kind of want to use my real world experiences to help other people who might be going through that as well. I did do my college course in social care and I had a short stint of working there. However, over the lockdown, like I mentioned in previous episodes, over the lockdown, I regained and reignited my love for radio and podcasting and kind of angled my career that way. And I've been working to readjust my career goals in the past couple of months. So that's my focus for now. But my hope is eventually to be able to use my position in radio and podcasting to help other people who are going through the same journey that I went through who don't know if they can achieve what they want to achieve having a disability or if it's someone going through rehab and they just find it hard and they don't want to do the work or they feel like it's hopeless. I want to be that voice for someone who is going through something that I went through. Again, if you're new to the podcast, I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to listen to the podcast, it's available up on Spotify and Anchor FM. I also have a YouTube channel called Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. On my YouTube channel, I talk a lot about my life, my passion for movies and TV. I kind of give mini reviews on there of movies and TV shows that I love. As well as that, I talk about my updates with the podcast what I want to achieve with it. So if you do enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where I post up updates around the podcast, around the equipment that I'm getting, and the journey of the podcast. Again, hope you all enjoy. Let's get into it. First things first, an update around our COVID situation. If you do listen to the podcast, you know that last week I talked about Leanne getting COVID and the fact that I wasn't going to quarantine away from her because... Let's face it, I was bound to get COVID at some stage and I thought it was better for me to get COVID from her and have it in the house and kind of sweat my way through it rather than get it and not know about it and go out and contaminate someone else. So we hunkered down in the house the past week and I'd fully expected to get it but wasn't showing symptoms. I was doing antigen tests every day and got a PCR test and I thought, you know what, listen, I'm probably asymptomatic not showing symptoms but i probably have it and i was 
fully mentally prepared to quarantine myself away from her for the next 10 days because I didn't want to give it to her again after her getting through it. Came back from the PCR test negative and still didn't show any symptoms and thank God last night Leanne took two antigen tests, both came up negative, took another one today and came up negative as well. And I tested negative all the way through and still showing no symptoms. So thank God we're out of the woods now. But it was looking, not scary there for a while, but it was looking like a real possibility that both of us were going to go through COVID and get the worst of it. But even when Leanne was going through COVID, it was bad, but she basically had a really bad flu. There wasn't any more symptoms other than that. Just a really bad flu. And I don't know if it was the Omicron variant because that one is rampant. It's very contagious. So if it was the Omicron variant, I think I would have got it. So maybe it was a different variant. Maybe it was the Delta or another one. I don't know if it was Omicron. But thank God I don't have it. And it looks like I'm not going to get it from Leanne because she's testing negative now. And her symptoms are going away. So we're out of the woods. Thank fuck. However, during those couple of days, our sleep cycle got completely fucked up. Leanne couldn't sleep at night because she was so congested and sneezing and just really bad pains in her body, you know, because you get aches and pains with COVID. And I wasn't able to sleep because I was checking up on her all night. I didn't want to fall asleep in case she needed me. And also I'm not able to sleep that well when she's not in the room and in the bed beside me. So maybe for the past week, I've been staying up late, playing football manager, watching everything you can name on Netflix and Disney Plus. I rewatched the Hannibal series on Amazon Prime. Love that by the way. But I was staying up late every single night, maybe until three o'clock. And when it got to that stage at three o'clock, I would think, okay, I need to turn my brain off, settle down and go to sleep. But I couldn't, so I just stayed up watching TV. And then it would get to six o'clock and I was thinking, oh fuck, my sleep cycle is absolutely thrown out the window now. And I would get to sleep at maybe six, half six in the morning and my body would stay asleep until maybe one the next day. And then that repeated for maybe a week. So it's only the past few nights that I've actually been able to get to sleep before two o'clock and wake up early. This morning I woke up at nine o'clock because I had to and I was glad for it. My body isn't as tired anymore and I feel like I have more of the day to do stuff, obviously, because when I was waking up at one o'clock, I was thinking, oh man, there's no point in doing anything today. The day is wasted. It's one o'clock, two o'clock by the time I'm dressed and what do I have to do? Like I was just waiting for COVID to get me as well. I didn't have the PCR results back. So I was kind of in limbo. But now that I know that I'm not gonna get COVID from Leanne, I have to mentally switch back into productive mode and plan out my week and start getting back into a regular routine of thinking, okay, I have radio this week. I have the podcast to do. I have stuff to do for the wedding. I have stuff to do with my sisters or with Leanne or with her family, you know? So I'm trying to get back into that productive mindset. But like I said, during that window before I got the PCR results, I was definitely in the mindset of, okay, you're gonna get COVID. You're going to have to spend 10 days apart from Leanne and just isolate. So I'm again just trying to switch that mindset into, okay, you're out of the woods. 
let's get on with the rest of your week let's get on with the rest of your day the only productive thing i think i actually did during those nights where i couldn't sleep and my sleep cycle was thrown off was one night a couple of nights ago i think it was maybe two nights ago i couldn't sleep so i went out to the den to do a bit of work on the podcast and i said to myself you know what you have time you're not doing anything else i set up a microphone that my brother-in-law and sister had got me for christmas they got me a great little podcast set up i think the brand is called felby and it has a switchboard and a dial set for the volume and all that kind of stuff it has a microphone and a microphone stand that you can attach to your table kind of like the ones you see in radio stations so i'm using that microphone today i hope the sound is good on it i'm kind of testing it out there is a lot of mechanics that goes into it and i thought it would be super complicated to set up but one youtube tutorial video and i was good to go but i was actually finding that one youtube tutorial video that actually made sense and was easy to follow along with because some of them do you ever go on to youtube and you need to find something out and some youtube tutorials they don't show you exactly what you need to do they kind of show it already set up which i don't fucking get like don't show me it's set up show me how to set it up anyway i got it all set up thank god and i tested the volume out not the volume i tested the sound out last night and it's all good to go so hopefully the sound on this episode is very good Hopefully you're able to hear me okay and it doesn't sound too grainy or low. Again, I'm always looking for better mics to produce the podcast and record the episodes. So if the sound of this episode isn't great, let me know up on Anchor FM and I can adjust the mics for the next episode. One thing I am loving about recording this episode is I'm using an adjustable mic stand that I got for Christmas as well. So I just connect my mic to it and it's something that they use for podcasts and radio shows as well so i'm loving that i do plan on continuing to invest in new equipment for the podcast and one thing i want to buy is a new office desk i saw one up in ikea a couple of weeks ago me and leanne went up on a day trip with my sister and her boyfriend and there were actually a couple of things i saw up there that i want to buy for the podcast and the house but one thing that really stood out to me on that trip was an adjustable office desk so you can adjust the height of it you can put it up or down and it was a big office desk as well and i think that's something i need to invest in because at the moment i do have a desk but it's very small i think we got it in woody's last year and even though it's doing the job now i want to invest in a desk that'll be able to hold more equipment down the line and give the den a bit more of a podcast studio vibe as well in terms of other decorations i plan on getting neon lights for the podcast just to customize it i have a background that i'm planning as well for when i do turn this podcast into a video podcast but in terms of the neon lights i think that'll be my splash of color i do plan on having purple neon lights with the name of the podcast on it other than that i like black tones and dark tones in the office so i'm planning on having darker tones and the neon light will be the standout feature in the office so that's my plans for decoration other than that i want to continue to invest in equipment like i said to make this podcast sound and look as good as i can when i do convert it into a video podcast i'm looking to get the right camera in i'm doing research online on youtube and on different various sites to see what is the proper and most effective camera for filming a podcast overall i have plenty of goals for the podcast this year i'm very excited and optimistic about it 
but I'm also planning on spending a lot of my time and energy on my radio skills and furthering my career in radio. I actually start back this week in the radio. I'm doing my segment tonight and Thursday night on CRC doing my movie reviews for my segments. I do movie reviews on CRC every Tuesday and Thursday night and every second week on the Saturday. I contribute to a sports show that CRC put on as well. I go on there as a contributor, talk about football, talk about premiership football. We kind of give our previews and our reviews in terms of how we think teams are going to perform and give analysis of the games. It's going to be great getting back into the studio, doing my radio segments and contributing on the radio as well. I can't wait to learn more this year learn more what it takes to be a presenter put shows together and have all the skills i need to progress my career another thing i'm really looking forward to is starting a course that i enrolled in this week it starts in february and it focuses on podcasting and radio production and it's going to take place up in dublin so once a week i'm going to go up to dublin for my course and eventually at the end of it we get to visit Today FM in studio and put shows together for a radio show which is going to be really exciting that'll be great to have on my CV especially because up until now I've done practical work but to have a bit of education on my CV in the area that I'm now pursuing would be a great lift for me in terms of handing my CVs into places and actually having something on my CV that relates to the area of work I'm pursuing. For 2022, I want to make it a year of personal and professional progression. Again, 2021 was okay, but the end half of it was where I really hit my stride professionally. I was able to change career paths, get on a good mode of thinking and have a lot of motivation in starting the podcast, getting in to do some work placement for radio. So I just want to up the ante this year. And that starts with doing a course. So it'd be great to get this course underneath me and be able to say that I have experience putting shows together, producing content, and be able to say that I stepped into a studio in Today FM and was able to contribute to a show. It'd be great for my CV. But again, that's all ahead of me. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also focusing on promoting the podcast more, finding new and innovative ways to put the podcast name out there and gain more listenership on Spotify and Anchor FM. I'm trying to look at setting up my own website as well as that putting out paid advertisement for the show on YouTube and other places on Google and stuff like that. So hopefully down the line these techniques work out for me and I'm able to get more foot traffic through the podcast. Okay, let's get into a bit of game talk here. I'd love to know what games you're playing at the moment. Are you on the PS? Are you on the PC? If so, what games are you playing? I'm always looking for new recommendations of games to play, especially on the PS5, because I feel like there's no games or no new games that I want to play on the PS5. It's the weirdest thing. But at the moment, I'm playing Football Manager 22. I'm a Football Manager addict. Let me know if you can relate. If you play that game, it's highly addictive. Let me know if you're playing it at the moment and if you are, who you're managing. I've started at the lower tier level right at the bottom with Grimsby Town I want to make them champions of the premiership that's going to be a real struggle at the moment I'm lying first in the league and I haven't been knocked out of the FA Cup yet I think I eventually will be because at some stage I'm going to be matched up against Chelsea or Arsenal or another big team 
and I'm just going to get hammered but I'm loving the journey at the moment no money obviously because Grimsby Town I think we have 20k in our wage not wage budget we have 20k in our transfer budget and I think just over 2,000 in our wage budget and that's because I sold a bunch of players my transfer strategy at the moment is just to sign loads of young players for nothing I'm basically going on to a scout search for players who have no club offering them contracts so I don't have to give up any of my transfer budget because one of the club visions that the club wants you to achieve is to work within your wage budget and if you played football manager before you'll know that when you start with a new club they'll give you the club vision of what they want to achieve over the next five ten years but they'll give you the immediate goals which is like win the league or get to the round 16 of the fa cup get to the semi-final of this domestic cup whatever and then they give you the financial side of it and they'll give you goals for the financial side of the business of the football club and they'll ask you to do stuff like work within the wage budget maybe decrease player income so for the contracts of the players don't offer above five thousand for each player or something like that it'll be really specific so that's what i'm doing at the moment in terms of my transfer strategy i'm trying to make sure that i don't spend money where i don't need to i want to eventually make grimsby town into a rich club at the moment our financial security level is at okay which basically means we're just teetering on the edge so we need to either win a trophy or have a good season and bring some money in but hopefully this season my first season with them i'll achieve what i need to achieve and kind of gain some traction and bring some finances into the club so next year i can make some big signings and get us up to maybe the championship if we're lucky i'm really happy to be back playing football manager it's probably the only pc game i'll play on a regular basis if you're the same let me know what kind of teams you go for do you go for a team in the premiership straight away do you like to work your way up from the lower tier in the english league or do you go a foreign league do you go with spain or do you go with you know belgian team let me know what your process is in terms of picking teams on football manager but yeah like that's the only game i would play on steam on the pc i played subnautica there for a while but I have trouble playing on the PC, I just can't concentrate. The only game I can concentrate on the PC is Football Manager. So other games I just play on PS5. Speaking of PS5, there's one game that I started yesterday, I think it was, and I bought it ages ago and I started to play it and I fell off. So I decided to replay it now that I have a bit of time on my hands and I'm able to commit to enjoying the game. It's called Days Gone. I don't know if you've played it. If you have, let me know up on Anchor FM or Spotify what you thought of it. I think it's a very good game. It's a very good concept. In the game, your character is the head of a biker gang who's trying to survive the zombie apocalypse with your best friend. And you get separated from your girlfriend and you're trying to find her. So that's the long-term goal, to find her. But in the meantime, your friend at the start of the game gets injured. You have to mind after him, help him survive and all while trying to keep your fuel for your bike and keep your bike healthy one of the realistic part of the games is fuel is scarce you have to keep on finding fuel to make sure that your bike has constant fuel and you can go places there's zombies all around you you have to make sure to avoid certain areas where they inhabit certain towns and if you go in there 
without a plan you'll get fucked up and killed straight away but there's other side missions for different camps that you have to complete so people are trying to survive in these camps and you have to do jobs for them to make sure that you can survive as well it's a very good concept for a game and i'm looking forward to playing it let me know again if you played any game like this or if you played days gone if you've completed it let me know how it turned out actually don't let me know how it turned out that's spoilers just let me know if it's a good game overall i'd love to know your thoughts up on anchor fm and if you are playing a different kind of game let me know what games you're playing i know there's a couple of games i'm looking forward to playing this year there's one game in particular i want to buy on psn network or ps5 network it's called sifu and it's basically you're a japanese warrior not warrior you're like a kung fu warrior and you have to complete the game and every time you die your character ages maybe five years and the goal is to finish the game before your character dies so if you die once you age five years and you could finish the game at age 45 or at age 75 it's a really cool concept for a game so i'm looking forward to buying that as well again love to know what games you're playing online or on the ps5 or on pc let me know on anchor fm now that i'm back playing football manager regularly i want to talk about it a bit more regularly on the podcast keep you updated talk about my progress on my career mode on the podcast because i love talking football manager it's one of the things i could talk about for ages i grew up playing it me and my friends love it so if there's any football manager fans out there i hope you enjoy this content as well but yeah grimsby town big challenge i'm looking to get them to the championship i think it'll take maybe five six years to get them up there again like i said i'm lying in first place at the moment i'm only 20 games into the season but i think i've only lost two games so far which is pretty good i'm making sure to bring in young players who have a bit of longevity and can last me a couple of years instead of buying 27 or 30 year olds who are in their prime I never subscribed to that tactic in Football Manager. I thought it was kind of stupid, to be honest, because, well, not stupid. It's grand if you have the money, and if it's like Eden Hazard, or if it's Van Persie, or, you know, if it was Wayne Rooney, or Cristiano Ronaldo, of course you'd buy them in their prime if you had a chance. But overall, I would go for 17 to 21 year olds, because I know, okay, there's potential here, there's talent here. And also, when you buy them, they're not going to be pushing for starts straight away. Whereas if you buy someone like Ronaldo and you don't play him for two games, he's going to kick up a fuss and want to leave already. So that's why I like to buy young players. Because again, it's untapped potential. You can mold them into the player that you want them to become. And you could potentially have the next best thing as Ronaldo. I know there's been plenty of times where I played for manager. I think... The last time I played football manager was a couple, not a couple of years ago, maybe it was a year and a half ago, and I was playing football manager 20, and I managed to get leads to the top of the premiership, made them an unbelievable team, and you get to the stage where real players retire, and then regens come into it, and the regens are basically like players who are regenerated with the same statistics and skills as players that exist now like Ronaldo or Messi and I got one player called Miguel Moscone Argentinian and I think he was a regen of like Sergio Aguero or Messi and he was unreal bought him for 5 million he ended up selling for over 105 million in the end and unreal player bought him at 17 
sold him when he was maybe 26, 27. I could not sell him because Barcelona were after him, Real Madrid, all these teams and he wanted to leave so I had to sell him. That's why I like buying young players because you get to discover new talent and help grow new talent whereas players in their 30s will want to be pushing for games all the time and it can upset the harmony of the team. Again, let me know what tactics you use as a football manager with your transfers, with your teams, with your setup. What do you go for? Again, you can always let me know up on Anchor FM. I leave a link on the episodes up there so you can leave me voice notes and voice messages on anything you want to talk about. And I realize football manager is probably boring to some people because half of it is answering emails and going through all that kind of stuff. But if you're a big fan of football, you'll love it. So if you haven't actually tried Football Manager out and you're a fan of football, if you're a fan of FIFA and you haven't tried Football Manager, i definitely give it a go. I'd recommend it. The only downside to playing Football Manager for me is that it's extremely addictive. You know, I could play for three hours and it feels like three minutes. Like for instance, last night before I went to sleep, I said, okay, I'll just play a bit of Football Manager. And it was 10 o'clock when I logged on and two hours passed in the blink of an eye. And I thought to myself, no, log off you need your sleep tonight you need to get up early tomorrow log off but other than that it's such a good game i want to make sure that i don't play too much of it and neglect other things mainly i want to get back working out and dieting again i've talked about this on the podcast before i have a new diet plan going to 2022 i'm going to get back calorie counting i might invest in a new fitbit because i can't find my other one and it's died out i need to get a new charger as well so i might invest in a new fitbit and get back to calorie counting and portion control my meals and get back working out. I have a schedule for working out that I want to get into and me and Leanne have motivation now with the wedding coming up in we're planning for 2023 hopefully. That's our main goal is just to get in shape for the wedding and it's easy to motivate yourself when you have an event like that. I was like that with my sister's wedding as well. I planned on going on a diet for my sister's wedding and I lost a couple of pounds so I was able to look fairly decent in the suit but this is my wedding so I want to look this shit I want everyone to be like oh my god it's so beautiful so I want to just make sure that I stick to my diet start working out a good bit because I do enjoy working out I do enjoy it it's just actually getting the motivation and getting it into your regular schedule but it's once it's part of your schedule it's easy to do because it becomes second nature at that stage and there was a stage last year where me and Leanne were very good at doing our 10,000 steps a day and wearing the Fitbit does help because it's a constant reminder of like oh you've only done 2,000 steps you know amp it up a bit go on down the treadmill or go for a walk around the estate or go for a walk up the road you know so I think if I get the Fitbit everything else will fall into place because that did help last year to have the Fitbit on your wrist to be like oh I need to get 2,000 steps before 12 o'clock and then I have the 10,000 done for the day so hopefully everything falls into place and we can motivate each other to get in shape for the wedding let me know what your workout routine looks like at the moment do you have one are you in the gym are you trying to get back in shape do you have one reason why you're trying to get back into shape like me with the wedding I love to know up on Anchor FM it's the weirdest thing whenever I think about working out or getting back working out I'm always inspired by my sister's boyfriend Barry I've had him on the podcast before. I'm not inspired by anything he says, but it's more how he lives his life. Because he is a gym rat, he is very disciplined about his food and his workouts. And I don't want to look like Barry, but I want that discipline. 
if that makes sense like he's been like a rugby player he plays rugby he played GEA for a while as well but he lives his life that way because he's used to living it that way and I think sometimes if I had half the discipline he had I'd be in good shape no bother but I like to eat I like to pick out every once in a while and really I've said it on the podcast when he was on I don't work out to look good I work out to feel good and that's the main reason why I work out but with the wedding I want to work out and diet so I can look my best for the wedding so I want to channel my inner Barry and really go with it because I do admire his discipline when it comes to working out and staying good in his food because he is very good at that so I might get a few pointers from him going forward on how to stay motivated or maybe get him in a few sessions on the gym and help him motivate me as well but overall I'm really looking forward to tackling this head-on and excited about getting back working out again speaking about the wedding i have a few updates around that we set a date for 2023 we're aiming for new year's 2023 hopefully we get a venue for that date but if not we're aiming for christmas 2023 overall we're looking forward to it speaking of venues as well we're looking at different venues this coming week we plan to do a video call with the diamond coast hotel today to see what they could offer as a venue but that's not going ahead we also have plans to go visit other venues in person we're going to go visit a venue on thursday 12 o'clock as well as that on sunday we're going to go visit two other venues at three o'clock and six o'clock so we're going to have our hands full but it's great because we're getting all this done early and we'll have plenty of options to choose from with a venue and if we can book the venue that's the first big thing done and then i think after that we want to book a band and think about what kind of ceremony we want what kind of team we want at the wedding and look at other steps after that but the venue is the first thing that needs to be done and i'm actually looking forward to going to the venues with leanne i'm excited about it we bought ours so we're looking forward to going seeing those venues this coming week again i'll keep you updated with the wedding planning as i go as things happen you'll know as well speaking of the wedding i have to make sure i grow out my beard for it i grew out my beard for the christmas I think since November I've been growing it out for No Shave November. And this isn't anything new, I've grown out my beard before. My barber has a great beard and I wanted to grow it out like him. So I asked him exactly how to shape it so it grows down and out like a square and I can get that Grizzly Adams type of beard. He showed me anyway and I learned how to shape it properly so it grows down like that. And to be honest it looked great for the Christmas, I really enjoyed having the beard like that. but near the end of the christmas coming up to new year's i was just sick of it and i hated the feel of it on my face i always get like that i always say okay i'll grow the beard out i love it and i do love it for a while but then it starts to kind of weigh heavy on you and like it feels heavy on your face and it becomes a hassle at some stage and i think every man has gone through the same scenario where they decide to shave their beard off because they're bored and they regret it immediately i didn't regret it as much this time because i didn't go down as far as i did i shaved down to a four which is still like a full beard but it's just a bit neater but i kind of forget that a fuller beard for me gives my face a bit of shape and it looks better on my face to be honest so i think for the wedding i'm going to grow it out again for a full beard have it nice and neat and trim and shaped properly but just have it fuller because i think it'll look better on the day and leanne has always said she loves me with a full beard and i can't upset 
my bride on the day of her wedding and rock up with a poor excuse for a beard because we planned on separating the night before the wedding and spending the night apart before the wedding so I'm going to make sure that I groom my beard that week make sure that it's shaped properly and I have a full healthy beard for the wedding let me know if you're the same if you go through stages of growing your beard out getting sick of it and then trimming it what's your beard care routine I often have beard soap and I use that bulldog beard lotion and beard conditioner let me know what beard products you use if you use any and what beard care maintenance you go through next i want to get into a bit of football talk let's talk about the fa cup again another effortless transition i make it look easy i want to focus in on the fa cup results because there were a few shock results in this round we saw cambridge town beating newcastle 1-0 a real shock there joe ironside getting the goal that put cambridge town through we saw nottingham forest beat off Arsenal. Lewis Graben scoring the only goal of the game, making sure that Arsenal are ruled out of the FA Cup, so no trophy there for them. They will have to answer some real questions at the end of the season. Players and manager. Arteta will have a lot of raised eyebrows at the end of the season. And I don't know how he's going to compensate for these big losses against teams he should be beating. They're fourth in the Premiership at the moment. Maybe if he gets a top four placing he won't have to answer for these abysmal performances against teams he should be beating. But again, these questions should be asked. And I think Arsenal fans need to be asking them as well. Because at some stage you need to wake up and realise that Arteta might not be the man to lead Arsenal forward. Cambridge Town getting a great win against Newcastle. Newcastle just proving that you can have all the money in the world and buy big players. But if you don't have chemistry on the pitch and an actual game plan that it doesn't mean fuck all. When I saw the result online, all I was thinking about was Kieran Trippier's reaction and how he probably thought, for fuck's sake, I'm after leaving Atletico Madrid for this. What the fuck is going on? And again, like I said, they can have all the money they want and bring in all the players they want, but if they don't get a real team chemistry going and have some semblance of a game plan going into these matches, they're going to be down the championship before you know it. They have 11 points from 19 games and I think their time is pretty much up in the Premiership. They're going to have to work their way back up from the Championship and figure things out down there. But who knows how long that's going to take? And who knows how long this bad run of form is going to last for? Because the longer it lasts, the harder it's going to be to persuade big players to come to them, even though they have money for days. But maybe some players will want to come to rebuild Newcastle up. Who knows? Let me know what you think of Newcastle's predicament. How long do you think this bad slump is going to last for? I'd love to know your opinion as a Newcastle fan. The last game I want to focus on was also a 1-0 victory for Man United. Scott McTominay scoring a header. And to be honest, I'm underwhelmed. I don't trust this team to keep performances up. I still think Ralph Ragnick is making some unwise choices. Rashford isn't really performing he needs to start making bolder choices martial wants to leave but he's not gonna leave does martial deserve to get a bit of playing time give him a chance to get back in the form for staying at man united and give him a chance to kind of see what he can do at man united because he is a proven goal scorer he is a good player but it's just i don't know i'm at a loss for words for man united i don't know where we go from here ralph radnick was supposed to be the answer but again, I think 
maybe we need time under him as well he's not going to be the saving grace he's not going to be there for two weeks and everything's going to be better and hunky dory again the team is a problem let me know up on anchor fm if you think you have any solutions or what way you see it in terms of how to fix man united and get back on track because even though we're winning games we're also losing games we shouldn't be losing we drew one all against newcastle how the fuck did that happen like seriously how did that happen we're relying on older players who aren't going to be around for the next year ronaldo is not going to be around for the next two years he won't be he's 36 like why are we relying on a 36 year old ronaldo and a 35 34 year old Edison cavani that's so stupid we need to start looking at the younger players we need to start giving them a chance and we need to start rotating players who aren't playing well together why is scott mctominay and fred is why is that still a combination jesus like why like why again let me know up on anchor fm if you're as dumbfounded and frustrated with the man united situation as i am i love to know your thoughts and opinions on it especially if you're a man united fan if you share my pain i love to hear about it up on anchor fm I'd like to finish up this episode by talking about a few movies and TV shows I've been watching recently, letting you know what my recommendations are. First off, like I said earlier in the episode, I rewatched the series Hannibal. Completely recommend that series for anyone who is a big fan of Mads Mikkelsen. Hugh Dancy does a great job in his role as well. It kind of incorporates everything that happens in all Hannibal's movies, and Mads Mikkelsen pulls off this character so well. I think for the longest time, Anthony Hopkins was the only person you could envision in that role, but Mads Mikkelsen does a very good job. The only thing I would say to do is turn on the subtitles when you're watching the show because Mads Mikkelsen does tend to mumble and his accent is hard to understand at times, but other than that he gives a great performance. He actually does his own stunts in this movie. There's a fight scene with Lawrence Fishburne and I geeked out on this show when I was watching it so I looked up behind the scenes. and. In that fight scene, it's very physical, but I found out that Lawrence Fishburne and Mads Mikkelsen did that fight scene choreographed themselves. There was no stunt doubles in there. And when you see that fight scene, if you've seen the show already, let me know what you think. That fight scene was so physical, and the fact that two of them committed to doing that fight scene themselves without any stunt doubles really speaks to their caliber of acting. Love Lawrence Fishburne in other movies, and TV shows as well, he's a great actor. So the caliber and quality of the cast is definitely there for this TV show. It's marketed and categorized as a suspense drama and kind of like a thriller, psychological drama, and that holds up as well. There's a lot of gore in it, there's a lot of serial killer stuff, which is very common nowadays and very popularized. So I would definitely recommend Hannibal. It's available to view up on Amazon Prime. There's three seasons of the show. Give it a look if you haven't already. And if you have seen the show, I'd love to know your thoughts up on Anchor FM. In terms of other TV shows, I'm not watching a lot, to be honest, besides that. I'm re-watching a couple of things here and there. But I tried watching The Hype House with Leanne the last night. And it is such fucking muck. Oh my god. You're literally watching people talk about nothing for 40 minutes. And nothing happens, they don't do anything. It's the weirdest thing. But again, it's not really that weird. We watch people do nothing all the time. In reality, it's no different than watching Big Brother or I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. It's just a different setup and a different category of people who are doing it, you know? 
if you don't know about the hype house it centers around tiktok creators and social media creators who are living in the one house and they just live there they create content and they have stupid little dramas in it and none of the conflicts are about anything and they could be fixed in two minutes but they draw everything out nearly i watched a full episode of it and i could feel my brain cells dying which is very rare <laughs> let me know if you've seen the hype house what you think of it if you thought it was as shite as i did let me know up on anchor fm and spotify one thing i'm really excited about is me and leanne are watching all of steve martin's classic movies we rented a movie the last night on youtube the man with two brains with him and kathleen turner very good movie recommend it we're going to watch all his classic comedies like the jerk and roxanne i've never actually seen planes trains and automobiles i want to watch that and as well as that one of Leanne's favourite movies is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Michael Caine and Steve Martin and I've never actually seen that so she wants to sit me down and watch that as well. So that's what we're going to be doing over the next week and a bit, watching these movies on YouTube. They're only like €4 Euro to rent on YouTube which is pretty great and there's so many movies you can rent on YouTube now, it's unreal. So that's our plan for the next week and a bit, watching those movies. Other than that, I'm not watching all the big TV shows i'm trying to get back into the witcher but it's been so long since i watched it i feel like i have to re-watch season one and i just don't have the energy to do that right now or than that i'm just re-watching a lot of documentaries i'm re-watching the sunderland documentary and i'm re-watching family guy and american dad and a few other shows as well let me know what you're watching at the moment if you've seen any new tv shows that you want to recommend or would recommend or if you've seen any new movies as well that you think are worth a watch i'd love to know up on anchor fm and spotify this is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, you can always find my podcast, Find Yourself, up on Anchor FM and Spotify to listen to. And as well as that, I have a YouTube channel, Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. You can follow along and subscribe there as well. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.